0: Hey everybody, thank you so much for tuning into my station where I love to talk about Magic the Gathering, Dungeons & Dragons, Warhammer 40k, and other aspects of my nerdy life. Today's episode, I'm actually going to be going into a um, new series that I want to start here on the station, and that is just where I go through and I take a look at a Magic card and I talk to you about you know the different breakdowns of it and how you can build this card as an anchor for a deck if you wanted to. I alluded to this card back whenever I was talking about building your first Magic deck, Um, but I'm actually going to have the image of the card up for this episode, and then I'm also going to talk about it and some other cards that could work around it, either working similar as it or help boost it up or power it up. So sit back, relax. This is going to be a quick one about Jace's Phantasm for a Magic the Gathering deck's anchor. Now, to those of you that are unsure about Jace's Phantasm, you haven't seen the card before, the way it works is it is a creature card. Now, for Magic the Gathering, you have different spells and abilities. Um, You have lands and you have non-land cards. This is one of those spells that you can cast out as a creature. It's an illusion, um, and it's a small, nice, little, cheap creature. And the main focus with it is to actually go through and... um, you want your opponent to have a bunch of cards in their graveyard. Now, there are some newer cards that do a similar effect to it that I'll talk about a little bit later, um, but this has been a key card for me for years because I absolutely love it, and it's what got me into the mill format to begin with. So when you're playing Jason's Phantasm, the way it works, it's a 1-1 flyer for one blue mana. Um, it's a creature, it's an illusion, and then it has this nice little text on there that says if your opponent has 10 or more cards, in their graveyard Jesus Phantasm gets plus four plus four effectively making it a five five flyer for one which is huge um, the fact that you can drop that and for myself with the decks I build usually with it I'm able to get that on turn two or turn three fairly easily and having a nice big flyer that can start dealing some damage and put my opponent on a four turn clock now there are some other cards that work to the same effect as uh, Jace's Phantasm. Some of the more recent ones came out of the new Zendikar set. For instance, uh, Soaring Fountain Thief. That's one of the better kind of enablers and another anchor card you could use. It's a blue and black mana. It's a creature, it's a human rogue. It has flash, so that means it can be played at instant speed, so it can be on your opponent's turn or it can be on your turn. It's got flying. Um, so it's got that evasion on there. And it says, as long as an opponent has eight or more cards in their graveyard, rogues you control get plus one, plus zero. So as long as your opponent has eight or more cards in their graveyard, this is a 2-3 flash flying creature. Not to mention it has a little text box down there that says, whenever one or more rogues you control attack, each opponent mills two cards. So it helps enable and build up that nice little... Um, I guess curve. But the thing is for me, Soaring Thought Thief, while it's a cool card, I think it's a little bit slow for what I want to be doing there. Some other cards that work to that slow mill advantage are cards like Ruin Crab or Hedron Car- Crab. Um, Ruin Crab is the newer one, it's the cheaper one. Whenever a lander is battlefield in your control, each opponent mills three cards. Um, so if you're playing multiplayer, you can get to mill other people's decks, which, is sec- which effectively the win con there is to bring your opponent's library. Um, from having all the cards in the library to having zero, and you want them to draw into an empty library and they lose the game. That's how the milling strategy works. And fortunately for a mill player like myself, I think it's pretty cool that the people over at Wizards of the Coast are making more mill cards for us. Um, but I mean, with a lot of the a- options there, some things are better than others. So Rune Crab maybe not as good as Hedron Crab because you can choose a target player, but but at the same point, it works pretty well if you're playing multiplayer and you know it's a little bit tougher as well compared to the other one. Now, what I want to do there is if I'm building a deck, I have to decide if I want to go for that long game mill strategy, or if I want to go for the shorter game mill your opponent a little bit and then be aggro with him and just hit him constantly. And this is where my deck goes into play. I'm more on the aggro sti- side. I can do the long game if I need to. I play with um, Hedron Crab, because that's just what I really enjoy there, but um, instead I focus on very quick, small, efficient spells that'll bring my opponent's library um, to at least ten cards to really turn Jason's Phantasm on to make it that 5-5 five, five flyer for one. Another card that works effectively like Jason's Phantasm is White of Precinct 6. Now this one is one black mana and one of any other color. It's a creature and it's a zombie, and it's a 1-1. One, one. Now, it has a special ability on there that says White of Precinct 6 gets plus one plus one for each creature card in your opponent's graveyard." So if you're playing multiplayer and you're milling a bunch of different opponents, or their creatures are dying, white Precinct six is effectively going to get bigger. But the thing is, white Precinct six doesn't care how those creatures got in the graveyard, be it from a milling strategy or be it from killing your opponent's creatures. So this guy can get pretty huge. And in most games that I'm playing and against most decks, decks, especially with beginners, there's usually a lot of creatures in their graveyard that makes white Precinct six a pretty big do. There was one time I was playing with some friends, and I got up to a twenty. 20- 23 23 one game because of our little multiplayer um, session we had going on there so if you're playing multiplayer it's definitely a good one because it looks at all opponents graveyards but even if you're playing 1v1 he can get pretty big and he can also get bigger than a 5 5 for two now how do you actually get cards into your opponent's graveyards this is the other part where you actually look at the cards that enable the strategy you're looking for so you know jesus phantasm white priest 6 6 or even the other like rogue cards I mentioned there, they don't really work unless you have your opponent putting cards in their graveyard. So the ways you do that is you play spells that actually do that effectively. And for my deck, looking for some cheap options, but also options that work fairly well, is uh, cards like Tome Scour. Now, this card is considered by many people as absolutely awful and trash. And I agree, there are better cards out there that just work better than this one. But for one blue mana, and it's a sorcery speed, so you only play it on your turn, target player puts top five cards of his or her library into their graveyard. Now, this can work if you're working on a self mill strategy for maybe a deck in the future, but artwork's great because you play this turn one, and you play Jesus Phantasm, and you play this again, or better yet, play Jesus Phantasm, and you have two of these in hand that you play the next turn, you now have a 5-5 five, five Flyer on turn two. And I've hit that quite a few times, surprisingly. Especially if you're playing a deck that has cantrips in it that work fairly well for it. The other one that's similar to um, Tome Scour would be Memory Sluice. Memory Sluice, it reads, it's a blue or black hybrid mana. So you can use either one of those colors. So if you're playing a deck that works with it, Awesome, it's going to work out better for you. But you can just play a mono blue deck and have this card in there. The way it works, though, is you play it. It's a sorcery speed. Target player puts top four cards of his or her library into their graveyard. So, again, this can be self-milled for yourself, or it can be to actually activate your strategy here. But it also has this nice little text on there that says Conspire. And this was a special ability from, uh, I believe it was Shadows of Lore- or It was one of the Loro'in sets, but... It, essentially, what it did was you can go through. If you play this spell, you can choose to use a conspire cost. You tap two untapped creatures you control that share the same color with this spell. So, either a blue or black creature, you get to choose that. And you can tap a blue, blue creature, or you could tap a blue and black creatures, or you could play, you know, tap two black creatures, and then this spell copies itself and plays it again. So, effectively, for one mana and tapping a couple creatures, especially if you're playing like the crabs and stuff, you're now milling eight cards for one mana. So, That's another card that helps enable and get you there pretty quickly, especially if your opponent's playing fetch lands or if they're playing other spells that are going to their graveyard, you're going to get to 10 pretty quick with that card. Not to mention this next one is a cantrip. What a cantrip is, is usually you play zero mana or you play one mana, or really you just play, you play the spell and you get to draw a card off of it that would effectively replace that spell, quote unquote. Um, the way it works, one blue mana, instant speed, so at any time, target player puts the top two cards of his or her library in their graveyard, and then you draw a card. So it's kind of a weak mill spell, but it helps mill, and you get to draw a card. So this could be great for self-mill again, or it could be great against your opponent. So you want to focus this card, usually plating it on the end of your opponent's, you know, in step if you can just so that way you have the best flexibility with your deck but you can also play at the beginning because you pair up thought scour with memory sluice where you get to 10 cards pretty quickly you pair up tone scours and thought scours together and as you're playing all these spells thought scour allows you to cantrip and keep going through your deck to get to the actual cards and pieces you want so if you don't start off with jace's phantasm right away thought scour can help you draw cards to get to him a little bit faster so that's uh That's a couple of things there. Another one is Compelling Argument. This one came out in the um, Hour Devastation block, or Amonkhet block. Don't remember which one exactly, but it was one blue mana and one of the other color. Sorcery Speed, target player, mills five cards. Now, that's kind of like a worse Tome Scour, except it also has the ability to cycle for one blue mana. So if you have this card in your hand, you can choose it to use it to mill your opponent and possibly get them to 10 cards or more. Or you can just pay one blue mana at instant speed and you put this card in your graveyard and you draw a card. So those are just a few examples of ways you can build around Jace's Phantasm as an anchor card for your deck. Also, I let you know about a couple other cards like Wider Precinct 6 and then also Soaring Thought Thief. But there's also other cards out there that do similar effects nowadays. In the past, Jace's Phantasm was like the only one that did it. Um, but now you got a lot more options. If you want to build a deck like that, you definitely could. And that's one way to look at it. And this is for, again, that short-term mill strategy that you want to be aggro to your opponents, but you want to mill them just enough to make your deck work. So anyway, I'm going to go ahead and let the episode off. Um, you guys have a great rest of your day. Let me know if you'd love to hear more about it. Tell me if you want to hear about a magic card specifically at you know um, my Twitter page at the Jm special or let me know at the jm special at gmail.com. So again, this is John and I'm signing off.